cancel culture is great. We've got thousands of black people murdered and a decent chunk of teen girls with their breasts chopped off. Huh. Or maybe it's time to rethink cancel culture, if that's what you get. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I watched an interesting political ad today. It's for a guy named Ron Johnson. He's the current senator, or one of them, from Wisconsin. And he's up for a re-election this year. And he's an old white guy. He's a Republican. Um, it's a close race. The guy he's against, I can't remember his last name, but his first name is Mandela. Like, uh, the civil rights hero from South Africa. He's black. I mean, he must be, I don't know. Like, you know, when was Mandela famous in America? I guess 30, 40 years ago. So he must be 30, 40 years old. He's relatively young. And Wisconsin used to be, you know, rock-solid Democrat. But that's back when it was, like, white union workers were part of the Democratic Party. And, you know, those those kind of people have been slowly switching over to a Republican until 2016 when Hillary Clinton, I think, I think she famously, like, did not travel to Wisconsin once because she's like, oh, that's a bunch of white union workers. They always vote Democrat. And then... They voted for Trump that year. But there's always a lot of inertia when it comes to voting, so it's not like Wisconsin switched instantly. The people who live in Wisconsin are probably the same as the people who live in Georgia or something, some much more Republican place. But anyways, Wisconsin's kind of, it's a middle ground, what, purple state they call it. But anyways, this political ad, I heard about it on the commentary podcast and so I went on YouTube and found it. It wasn't that easy to find, but I'm sure if you live in Wisconsin and watch, you know, over-the-air TV, you're seeing it all the time. But it was trying to tie the Mandela guy to crime. Don't vote for Mandela. He likes criminals. Vote for Ron Johnson. He loves the police, basically. But it was interesting because, you know, crime. What's the, pro- what's the problem with crime today? You know, if you listen to the mainstream media or some professor at a Ivy League university, they're going to say something like, you know, white supremacist terrorism and putting too many black men in prison. Like, those are the two things that we need to fight. Like, you know, if you're against crime, then we need to get those white motherfuckers and we need to let out the black men in prison. And everyone's definitely afraid of being called racist, so, like, even Republicans are not, they weren't exactly saying that, but they're like, Whatever. They kept their mouths shut. Like, yeah, okay, maybe that, maybe that's what the kind of crime we need to fight. But this ad is like, you know, crime is out of control. Um, and then they're like, there's rioting in Kenosha. And, you know, people mass killing people in Waukesha. And they have, you know, they have some clips, some video clips to go with it. I mean, the rioting in Kenosha, um, this is kind of interesting. So the video clip of the rioting in Kenosha is, like, dark. There's fire, you know, it's like rioters and fires, but it's dark and you can't see who the, peop- can't see who the people are. And then the Waukesha mass killing, you know, you want to say a mass shooting, but this guy used his car, if you remember. I've definitely talked about him on this podcast. But that was when a black man got in his car and mowed down, like, 65 people in, in a Christmas parade, the Waukesha Christmas parade, annual parade. You know, and I think in quotes, only five people died in that one, but a lot of people got hit. 
including kids. Most of the people who died was like old ladies, the, the dancing grannies, if you remember that. And then the Kenosha riots, if you don't remember what that was all about, that was the Kyle Rittenhouse riots. Where Kyle Rittenhouse, 17-year-old white boy, um, whatever, he, him and some friends, they went to Kenosha during these Black Lives Matter riots. Like, this is, you know, these, these are, those are some of the worst riots. Like, they were burning entire used car lots. Like, not just the building, but the cars, too. And so, some group of people went there to try and do with the police. The police have been told to stand down by the mayor, I believe. So, anyways, the riders could do whatever they wanted. They could burn whatever they wanted. And then Kyle Rittenhouse and his buddies, they went there, and I think he was standing in front of something with a rifle, AR-15, naturally, and... I mean, you know, this is all. There was there was a court case, right? So I'm I'm not, I'm not making up horseshit. This is this is what the court found. But basically, some guy saw him and chased him around and tried to kill him. And so, in self-defense, Rittenhouse shot that guy. And then the rest of the they're all white. The white Black Lives Matter rioters, right? Kenosha has no black people, I don't think. Or if they did, they stayed home. But anyways, all these Black Lives Matter rioters who are all white. Uh, anyways, then a couple more chased him around and tried to kill him, and he shot two of them. I think two out of the three died. Like, the guy that was trying to chase him and kill him first, I think he died. And then some guy who was trying to hit Kyle Rittenhouse over the head with a skateboard, I think he died. And then the third one, ironically, he was the only one who had a gun. And as he was bringing the gun up to shoot Kyle Rittenhouse in the face, Kyle Rittenhouse, like, blew his arm off. I mean, almost. Not entirely off. I'll tell you what, talking about this stuff, this is good stuff. My whole, the whole point of my podcast for a year was talking about this stuff. This is much more interesting than Ukraine or whatever crap we got going now. And then the guy who like drove his car right down the middle of the Christmas parade, hitting as many, you know, old ladies and kids as he possibly could. Um, he had recently been let out on parole. Like he had like done some crime that up until recently they keep you in prison, you know, until your trial or something like that. But anyways, nowadays they got, we got new, it's racist. It's racist to keep people in prison, no matter what they do. And so they let him out and then he's like, hey, I'm a free bird. I'm going to mow down this Christmas parade. They're all white. I mean, we don't know. I'm sure he, I mean, first off, I'm sure he has a screw loose. Second off, just because you have a screw loose doesn't mean that you don't hate white people and want to kill the fuck out of them. And so I guess the question is, you know, is it racist to bring up how white Black Lives Matter rioters were burning cities and how black guys that hate white people were mowing down Christmas parades? Well, I mean, it kind of depends. Like, can the truth be racist? Is 2 plus 2 f- equals 4 racist? Because some people, there's an argument, I forget how they say it, but there's an argument that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is racist as hell has something to do with, like, you know, math as part of whiteness. You know, like, showing up on time to work, working hard, taking care of your family, I mean, etc. All that's part of whiteness. I, I think it was whiteness, not white supremacy. I don't know. I mean, I'm not making up those examples. Those examples come from the, you know, the, the group of Smithsonian Museums in Washington, D.C. They have, like, an African-American one. And so that museum put out a pamphlet or something telling you what was evil and you know it was like showing up on time for work was literally part of whiteness but like i say you know everyone is deathly afraid of being called a racist 
which means you know you don't even you can't even speak the truth, right? If the truth is racist, I don't know. You know, I guess if lies are racist and the truth is racist, I mean, you're, you're I guess you just keep your mouth shut. And so, what's my point? I think my point is is that people are being less afraid of speaking the truth. And you know, like I say, I'm a 2010 liberal. It's too it's too bad that my side ain't the one speaking the truth, but. I guess it's Republicans on this issue. And so we'll see. I mean, Wisconsin, I mean, I think I think they're also very woke. And they got like blue collar people, but they've got a lot of educated white people who are woke as hell and be like, that's racist. And so we'll see who votes for who and who wins that election. But I think there's starting to be a sea change. Like it's been far enough in the past and the results of it have been terrible, so terrible. That people are not afraid to criticize, they're starting, just absolutely starting, to not be afraid to criticize Black Lives Matter. And I've said, and I'm still waiting on the freaking FBI reports or whatever, but, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter has caused the murder of probably about 10,000, I don't know, about 5,000 black people each year. 2020, 2021, 2022. So the end of this year... Black Lives Matter may be responsible for the murder, causing the murder, of an extra 15,000 black people. I mean, people don't quite have the balls to say that yet, but it's coming. I was listening to some podcast that was talking about Tucker Carlson saying that he was, whatever, I guess, you know, once again, kind of not afraid to speak the truth. I mean, this crime increase is coming from, it's coming from homeless, two things, homeless people and black people and you know if you're woke you can't you can't say that it's coming from either one of those those are two groups you can't use the the crime increase cannot be coming from and like heaven forbid if there's a crime increase because of illegal immigrants because that's another group you, you can't say it's from like i'm not saying it's coming from that one although i think it's i think it's gonna start i think it's gonna start the illegal immigrants we're getting today are not the same ones as before we used to get Mexican, Mexican, Mexican. I feel like you know, is Mexican a slur? Anyways, we used to get a bunch of Mexicans who were coming here to work hard and make a better life for themselves and their family. But now we're starting to get just a grab bag of people from all across the world. Who, if you know, if you can get, if you can get into, if you can get to Mexico, if you can somehow fly from, for instance, Afghanistan to Guatemala and then walk or take a bus through Mexico then boom, you're in. And so it ain't Mexicans coming in. It's just, it's people from all across the world. I guess there's the point. Immigrants now are coming from countries all across the world. They come across the border like they're Mexican, like the Mexicans used to, but now they're coming from all across the world, which means I think you're going to have a larger mixture of types of people coming in. Some of whom may have been bad men in their, in their previous country. But anyways, I don't watch Tucker Carlson. I mean, I don't have cable, first off. And you actually can get him on YouTube, but I, whatever. I just don't normally watch him. But someone's like, you you know, someone's like, boy, Tucker Carlson is kind of going that hard at this stuff. And so I went and watched a Tucker Carlson video on YouTube. I mean, it was like illegal, someone's illegally putting his stuff on there. And we got this new rule, and Tucker Carlson follows it. We got this new rule that you never say the race of a criminal unless they're white. Like if a 20 year old man commits a mass shooting and they're white, then the media is like a 20 year old white man committed a mass shooting. 
And then if a 20-year-old man of any other race commits a mass shooting, they just say a 20-year-old man committed a mass shooting. And so Tucker is not specifying the race of anyone, but he was like showing a ton of videos. I mean, these videos exist. There's a never-ending supply of videos of people doing criminal acts. And so that's basically, you know, basically, I mean, they're black. They're all black. And uh, that's how you get around the rule where you can't specify the race. You just show the video and then the viewer is like, oh, no, I see what's going on. You know, I see that person hitting that old Asian lady in the head with a hammer. I think that was one of the videos. Maybe pushing someone in front of a subway train, that kind of stuff. And so the commentary podcast was talking about a particular crime in Chicago that made me think of all this horseshit that I'm telling you here now. And so apparently there was some guy who peed in a cup, urine, and then he went and I think I think on the subway or whatever they got the elevated train, whatever kind of train they got there. And he went to the train station and he just dumped a cup of pee on a woman's head. And he said, "You deserve this." And so I don't know the race of any of these people because the commentary podcast follows that rule where you never ever say the race. The only way that the viewer can, or, you know, the only way you can ever figure it out is by watching the video. But it's a podcast, so there was no video. And so this is where, you know, this is where you're either, you're racist if you say something that's false, or, I mean, in my opinion, at least, you're not racist if you speak the truth. I mean, people will call you racist either way. People will call non-racist racist all day long, but anyways, that's kind of my criteria. And so the story of this criminal was, this all happened about a, within like a week's time. He, uh, he committed some crime. They got him put in jail and got him put in front of a judge. And then he was supposed to register as a sex offender, you know, years previously, and he hadn't. And so the judge, she said, whatever, she said, we're not even going to worry about the crime that you're here for. And then she said, I'm going to release you on your own recognizance. What does that mean? I think it just means I'm going to release you, even though you never registered as a sex offender. And anyways, so the guy went on his merry way and apparently owned a van. And so he drove to somewhere in Chicago and he grabbed a woman, like 35 years old, and tried to throw her in the van and she resisted and got away. And I I think a lot of this stuff is caught on video, but I didn't see it. But anyways, so then he drove somewhere else, and he saw another woman. And he tried to grab her and throw her in the van, but she fought like hell and got away. And so, I think a half hour after that, he went to the subway station with a cup full of piss and dumped it on a woman's head and said, you deserve this. And so, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure the man was a black man, although I don't know. And I'm pretty sure the woman who got a cup of piss dumped on her head and told that you deserve this was a white woman. And I think maybe they decided to hold him. I mean, they're not even charging him with attempted kidnapping or or whatever, but anyways, there you go. Either if that man is white and the woman who got piss dumped on her head is black, then I'm a racist. But if that man is black and the woman is white, then I'm just telling you the truth. And there's about 40 days till the election, so it's going to be interesting to see who thinks they can say what? You know, it's cancel culture. Cancel culture said you can't say any, you can't say nothing. Keep your mouth shut, otherwise you'll get fired. 
But people are getting a little more brave now after whatever, after cancel culture has just led to nothing but total destruction, usually for the people that, you know, supposedly woke people are trying to help. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.